Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Tuesday, the third day of May in the year 2022. Twelve months of Biden ended in January of 2022. February, March, April, May. We are now into month 16, boys and girls, of the absolute worst presidency in the history of our nation. Jimmy Carter and his lovely wife, Rosalind, are sitting back in Plains, Georgia today, laughing at Joe Biden, saying, thank God I, Jimmy Carter, am no longer considered the worst president in U.S. history. Biden's economy, Biden's inflation, has surpassed Jimmy Carter's inflation. And on top of inflation, they're now saying we are headed for a deep recession. Now, what happens when you have inflation and recession at the same time? Look at Venezuela, my friends. That's what happened down there. Rapid inflation, massive increases in borrowing costs, meaning higher interest rates, and then suddenly a crash of their entire economy, their version of our stock market, the value of their unit of currency, equivalent to our dollar. It now takes over 1 million of those units of currency to buy a Snickers bar where it used to take the equivalent of 15 cents. My friends, Joe Biden has steered this nation's economy right off the cliff. And yet he and all of his so-called assistants, people like Little Red, the Circle Back Girl, Jen Pisak, they sit there and smile in front of the camera and lie to you every day, trying to make you think everything is fine, trying to make you think at least we don't have the orange man sending out mean tweets anymore. This entire Biden presidency is a total unmitigated disaster. Just look at the price of gasoline and diesel at your local filling station. Go Banking Rates is a website and Gabrielle Olya wrote yesterday morning, rising gas prices, the true cost of going electric. Gas prices reached record highs in early March with an average price of over $4.33 per gallon for unleaded fuel. And although prices have taken a slight dip, experts warn that a combination of the seasonal demand and rising oil prices on the global scale could see gasoline prices making another record surge in the very near future. This according to USA Today a very liberal-minded, progressive, woke news outlet. With little hope for relief at the pump, you may be considering making the switch to an electric vehicle. Don't do it, man. Currently, less than 1% of our nation's 250 million-plus cars, trucks, and SUVs are electric, according to Reuters. With only 17 million new cars sold on an average year, and far less since Gropey Joe took office, the road to phasing out gasoline will not be a short one. For those considering making the switch to electric, you should have plenty of time to learn about the many cost considerations that go along with making such a decision. While it's true that Elon Musk built the world that allowed other automakers to introduce their own competitor electric vehicles, Tesla is by no means a victim of its own success. The EV OG continues to crank out the battery-powered cars that outsell all other manufacturers by an emissions-free mile. 
The Tesla Model Y sold 172,700 units in the year 2021, and that was even during the Wuhan China novel coronavirus pandemic. According to Car and Driver, the Model 3 sold 128,600. And let's use a little bit of context here. The number three Ford Mustang Mach-E imitation Mustang electric crossover only sold 27,140 units. And the Chevy Bolt B-O-L-T, not to be confused with the much better looking car, the old Chevy Volt, sold just over 20,000 units. And guess what? All of the others sold fewer than 10,000 vehicles. So what does that mean? Don't expect us to simply flip the switch and go all electric anytime soon. Now, why would that be? Electric vehicles supposedly will pay you back over time, but the problem is we haven't had enough time with electric vehicles and their total cost of maintenance and ownership to be able to back up that claim. The price of electric vehicles have fallen some, but even the electric segment has been swept away in a tide of inflation caused by Joe Biden that has defined the auto industry since the day he put his feeble fingers on the Bible and swore to protect you, the American citizen. The average transaction price of an electric car now stands at $56,437, according to Kelly Blue Book, which is over $10,000 higher than the industry average for cars. Now, that's a pretty big spectrum. Consumers have more options now for electric vehicles. There are over 30 battery and plug-in hybrid offerings in the U.S., according to automobile expert Matt Teske. The Porsche Taycan Turbo S crossover does have an MSRP of 187600 but options like the Nissan Leaf and Mini Cooper can go for just around $30,000. That's how they're trying to make you think that, oh, you could get a Porsche, but it's going to cost you 187000 but you can get a Mini Cooper SE for 30000 well, guess what, my friends? You can buy a Lamborghini Huracan for just over $350,000, or you can buy a gasoline-powered Nissan Versa Note for just around $19,000. So that is not a fair comparison by these people trying to push you into electric land. Although many factors can impact the rate for your electric car loan, the process is no different than buying a gas-powered vehicle. There is one difference that might lower the cost of owning an electric vehicle. Some banking institutions and credit unions will offer special financing discounts and incentives for customers who choose fuel-efficient vehicles. But then again, you can go buy a used smart car, right? That's pretty fuel-efficient. They're trying their best to convince you to switch away from your gasoline vehicle. For people looking to get rid of their 1996 Chevy Suburban that gets about 10 miles to the gallon, they might be quick to ignore the fact that electricity prices can vary way more than gasoline prices. The cost to power an electric vehicle will depend on multiple factors, not just electric rates at your house. But right now, they've got a few free spots to charge your electric car, but soon that's gonna go away. Nobody gives it away for free. They teased you. And now they're putting credit card and debit card slots in the electric charging stations at many retail outlets so that while you're shopping and charging, they're charging you. And I'm sure it's at a much higher rate than your home utility grid is charging. If it costs as much to drive an electric vehicle as the US Department of Energy has said, presuming a cost of 285 per gallon, with gas prices now ranging over $4, the savings could be more despite the variability in the cost to power your electric vehicle. The problem is, 
electric utility companies have to make money. And the more people use electricity, and the more oil and natural gas and coal that it takes to generate electricity, trust me, my friends, the cost of operating your electric vehicle will be going exponentially higher. The cost to charge at a public station does vary. Some public stations let you charge for free, but that is, as I said earlier, going away very soon. Edmunds.com reported that there are electric charging station chains like Electrify America, and those are for-profit companies. They're not going to give it away for free very long. The charging rates depend on whether or not you're a member of Electrify America. The average per minute charging rate without a membership is 43 cents per kilowatt hour for non-members, 31 cents per kilowatt hour for members. In most cases, charging at home will likely be cheaper than public charging. It costs an average of $800 to charge a basic home charging station, according to HomeAdvisor. And some energy providers are currently offering rebates. For example, Alliant Energy offers Wisconsin and Iowa customers up to a $500 rebate for purchasing and installing a level two home charging system. Okay, that's so you will get addicted to using their electricity, which is generated by oil, coal, and natural gas. Since electric vehicles have fewer moving parts, it is claimed that electric vehicles will generate less heat, they don't use motor oil, and that will make them cheaper and easier to maintain than gas-powered counterparts. One of the most interesting savings in maintenance costs with an electric vehicle is the brakes. An electric vehicle can use the electric motor to slow itself down, reducing the need to use the traditional brake pedal. And that will extend the life of your brake pads and rotors. Gas cars can't do that. But don't be mistaken, electric vehicles will require maintenance costs, such as fixing tires, windshields, and wiper blades. The maintenance costs for an electric vehicle may be typically lower at this point in time, but you still have wheel bearings and things like that, steering components, etc. The annual maintenance cost on a BMW i8, for example, is over $1,000 per year, taking into consideration Biden's inflation. Electric vehicles, when it comes to insurance, however, might be a nightmare that electric vehicle potential buyers have not considered. Depending on the insurance company and other factors like driving history, your auto insurance rate could actually increase when you purchase an electric vehicle because it will cost so very, very much more to fix an electric vehicle. According to Allstate, the installation of a vehicle charging station will also likely alter your home insurance policy, raising those costs. Because let's face it, electric vehicles have a history of catching fire even on their cruise over from Japan or Korea or China. And you saw all of those electric vehicles lost at sea. There's also the whole issue of what happens when your electric battery dies. There are no viable recycling solutions whatsoever. It is also widely accepted that electric vehicles will depreciate in value much faster than gas-powered cars. This according to Car and Driver due to the higher cost compared to comparable powered gas-powered cars and not knowing the condition of the maintenance you did on it or the condition of the batteries, which deplete at a rapid rate and are extremely expensive to replace. The battery set for a Tesla costs more than the engine on a new Camaro. According to Drive Electric Colorado, the rule doesn't apply to all models. 
Teslas are known currently for holding their value, and Tesla sells more EVs than the rest. Trade-in value will likely take a hit as well because more and more people are realizing this electric vehicle craze is just that, a fad at present, and is a costly fad. Electric vehicle sales did rise from 2017 through 2018, but then the growth slowed from 2018 through 2019 and cratered by over 25% just after the Wuhan China novel coronavirus hit our nation. According to the International Energy Agency, the EV makers plowed through rising prices and broken supply chains and sold worldwide just over 6.5 million cars in 2021. That's worldwide. A report by Bloomberg's New Energy Finance predicted that 58% of global passenger vehicle sales in the year 2040 will come from electric car sales. And it is the hope of the industry that electric cars and gas-powered cars will reach price parity at some point. The report also states that the U.S. will be slower to adopt electric cars at the same level as Europe and China due to a lack of readily available charging stations. But I thought Joe Biden was going to put free electric charging stations all over the nation as part of the infrastructure package. Joe Biden lied to you like he does every time his lips move. That, my friends, is the truth. And for those of you looking at an electric car, you may find out quickly that the truth hurts. The segment brought to you by the Biden Motors Shandu line of electric cars. Hi there, neighbor. I see you finally broke down and bought a shiny new car. What is it? This is the all-new for 22 Shandu Regret. Regret? How do you spell Regret? R-E-G-R-E-T. I think it's French. No, my friend. R-E-G-R-E-T spells regret. By the way, isn't that car from the same brand that brought you the Shandu Democrat electric car and the Shandu It Takes a Village wagon? I heard those vehicles were total garbage. Yes, they actually were. Just like the original Kia cars were total garbage before Hyundai bought them and bailed them out, and now they're a quality car maker. The salesman said, Shandu is coming along just fine. Problem is, Kias, like most car companies, still rely on evil fossil fuels to operate. My all-new for 22 Shandu Regret is an all-electric, no-gas, no-diesel vehicle, so it's great for the environment. But it's made from 100% plastic. Yep, lightweight, and crashes mean you'll just bounce off the other cars. Sounds pretty safe to me. It's pretty smart, the salesman said. And again, no petroleum, ever. But neighbor, plastic is petroleum. 100% petroleum. And the electricity you use to run that little plastic play toy is generated at the local utility company using what? 100% oil, which is 100% petroleum. Wow, I had no idea. That guy at the Biden Motors dealership didn't tell me about all that. I think I got screwed. Of course you did. Didn't the name Biden Motors give you fair warning? You just got screwed by another Democrat. Come see all the Shandu line at the Biden Motors dealership near you. There you have it, my friends. The Shandu 22 models are out and available at Gropey Joe Biden Motors near you. This next segment is called The Leak Heard Round the World. Supreme Court apparently set to overturn Roe v. Wade in probably the best decision they will make since being seated. This according to ABC News. It says, A draft opinion which was leaked and obtained by Politico 
shows the panel's conservative majority of justices is likely ready to overturn nearly 50 years of what is called abortion rights precedents, known as the Roe versus Wade decision. Sorry about that, folks. A little text message coming in there. The document which Politico says it obtained from a, quote, person familiar with the court's proceedings, unquote, is marked first draft and was dated February 10th, two months after oral arguments were heard in the case of Dobbs versus Jackson's Women Health Organization. It has not been independently confirmed that this is an actual draft. Justice Samuel Alito is supposedly the opinion's apparent author, and in a copy of the draft that was leaked and published online, Alito allegedly writes, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Now, this leak is an extraordinary breach of Supreme Court protocol, precedent, and tradition. Never before in the history of our nation has such a consequential draft opinion been leaked to the public before publication. Whoever's responsible for the leak should be shot in the public square, in my opinion. A Supreme Court spokesperson was asked by ABC News about the leak and declined to comment. Now, if you're not familiar with the Dobbs case, it involves a Mississippi state ban on abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, which many medical people say is well before fetal viability, a long-standing dividing line established by the court before which states cannot restrict access to baby murder by a woman who seeks to murder her unborn child. I'm going to stop for just a moment before I go any further with this. The same nutjob, progressive, woke, Democrat, liberal wackos who want to stop highway construction projects because the egg of a bald eagle in a nest might be endangered. You know, the unborn fetus of a bird. They're the same ones who want to give women the ability to just go out and selectively murder their unborn children. Just, I don't feel like being pregnant anymore. <laughs> Done. Control Z that thing. Yes, I said it. Hit the delete button. During arguments in December, five of the Supreme Court justices hinted that they were ready to do away with the viability standard that Roe v. Wade established in a 1992 decision known as Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Life begins at conception. This is biological fact. This is medical reality. Life begins at conception. Life begins in that bald eagle egg the minute the egg is fertilized by the male. That's life. The same thing with the spotted tree cricket and the snowy owl and your little chihuahua. Murder is when you end a life deliberately. So if life does begin at conception, let's say at 15 weeks, you can detect a heartbeat. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Ending that heartbeat ends the life of that human being. Thus equals murder. An unnamed source familiar with those deliberations told Politico that Justices Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, Barrett, and Kavanaugh all initially supported a ruling that sided with Mississippi and that lineup unchanged as of this week. The drafting of Supreme Court opinions is a fluid and dynamic process. Just because you write a draft opinion of something doesn't make it binding. As with most Supreme Court dealings now, the self-proclaimed rock star who was supposed to be a conservative-leaning justice, John Roberts, who has famously changed his vote during the deliberations over the Obamacare Unaffordable Care Act back in 2012, 
If you recall, that saved the law from being struck down as it should have been struck down. A Wall Street Journal editorial this month suggested that Chief Justice Roberts reveres established precedent and values the court's reputation, and of course his own reputation, and that he might be currently trying to convince one of those conservative-leaning colleagues to join him in a narrower opinion. If Alito's opinion is Alito's opinion, as they claim this leaked document is, it will dramatically upend the right for women to murder their unborn babies in America and will allow each state, under, you know, that pesky thing called states' rights, to make their own policies regarding baby murder. The draft concluded, the Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Roe and Casey arrogated that authority. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives. This story is, of course, developing as things go along, and the opinion has not been rendered yet. The Supreme Court has to go with the majority opinion, and that's what makes something legal, illegal, constitutional, unconstitutional. That's the way our system is set up. And this segment of the Truth Hurts program is brought to you by Court Seal. Are you a Supreme Court member with an annoying leak problem? New from the makers of that rubbery black spray you see on TV infomercials, it's Court Seal. Are you tired of having an opinion that a large portion of the nation agrees with, only to have your opinion leaked to the news media for the sole purpose of creating hate and discontent? Or perhaps you're one who disagrees with the vast number of Americans and you want to start riots and create chaos by leaking information before a final decision can be rendered? Nobody likes leaks. Court Seal is the answer to pesky leaks. Our patented solution to the problem will find the source of the leak and seal their mouths, their hands, and any other method of communication permanently. There, we stopped one leak, and the word of mouth about our torturous process will probably seal any other potential leaks. Court seal, from the guys who helped Killary Hinton to help other blabbermouths with their suicides. Court seal, available in the blacked out van behind the courthouse. All right, let's buzz through the headlines here quickly. Business Insider says Pelosi and Schumer slam Supreme Court justices for writing one of the worst decisions in history amid the reported leak of draft opinion to overturn abortion rights, the right to murder your child. Okay, who cares what Pelosi and Schumer have to say? Reuters writes, U.S. homelessness haunts migrant families separated by Trump and reunited by Biden. Real quickly... It goes on talking about a woman who was separated during Trump and now is reunited during Biden and they're homeless. They would have still been homeless because we're inviting people to cross illegally into our country that have no skills, no education, and cannot contribute to the American experience. Washington Examiner writes, Biden's low approval rating with young people will hurt the Democrats. Biden's 40% approval rating with 18 to 29-year-olds according to recent polling last week, is an 18-point drop from the same time last year when just about 58, 59% of them claimed to approve of him. Given the job that Biden has done in the White House, this shouldn't come as a surprise. Ineffective is the best word to describe the Biden administration as our nation faces rising inflation, which has outpaced wage growth, especially for young people. It's becoming more expensive for people to make ends meet. Rents are rising, homes are becoming more expensive, grocery store and fuel bills are rising, empty shelves, Joe, supply and demand, 
and of course the massive influx of millions of unskilled, uneducated, illegal, invading, criminal, trespassing aliens vying for jobs that our young people are hoping to get. And then the Federal Reserve, and of course ancient Janet Yellen's monetary policies, not doing a damn thing to overcome inflation. And Biden still wants to try and blame it all on Putin. Biden has recently again started saying he wants to raise the federal minimum wage, but guess what? That's gonna make inflation worse because as you raise the wages, Gropey Joe, the prices of everything will go up to cover the increased cost of those wage increases. Diesel fuel, you know, the thing that most 18-wheel delivery vehicles run on is over $5.32 per gallon. And that, my friends, has more than tripled since Biden took office. And what is Joe Biden doing about it? Well, he's trying to blame Putin. He's blaming everything on someone who has zero bearing on what's going on in this nation. And the young people are starting to see that the old people like me were correct in saying he is the worst president in the history of our nation. And that history goes back 240 plus years. The Austin American Statesman writes, Fact check, will fuel containing 15% ethanol ruin a car engine? And they're claiming it's mostly false. In an effort to address high gas prices, Joe Biden directed the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency to issue an emergency waiver and allow gasoline that uses 15% ethanol blend to be used this summer. It's called E15 and it is usually prohibited between June 1st and September 15th because of the concerns that it adds to smog in high temperatures of summer. That is mostly true. That is actually 100% true. Anyone that uses gasoline, I'm sure you heard that there's a summer blend and a winter blend. The question now is, we know it's going to pollute more. That's a fact and that's pissing off the environmentalist nut jobs who were promised by Joe Biden that he would do something to clean up the atmosphere. Now he's allowing more polluting winter blend fuel to be used in the summer. The question is now, will E15 gas hurt my engine? Here's the answer. One of the major complaints of E15 opponents is that ethanol can corrode the plastics, metals, and rubber components used in the internal combustion engines and their fuel systems. Hence, using fuel with a higher concentration of ethanol than the manufacturer recommends may damage your vehicle. And it concludes, saving that 10 cents per gallon might ruin your engine. Of course, Facebook went out to combat this and called it misinformation. <laughs> the EPA in an academic study says that fuel containing 15% ethanol is safe for cars, trucks, and SUVs. 2001 or later and that those vehicles make up 90% of the vehicles on US roads but guess what the manufacturers still say and they're the ones who designed engineered and built those vehicles they say you should not use 15% ethanol 85% gasoline known in some places as unleaded 88 while it can be used in many vehicles it cannot be used on highway and non-road motorcycles, vehicles with heavy-duty engines like school buses, or non-road vehicles like boats, engines in non-road vehicles such as lawnmowers, light-duty trucks, medium-duty passenger vehicles. 
It's not designed for that, my friends, and it will harm your engine, despite what these nut jobs are trying to say. Facebook post says fuel containing 15% ethanol will ruin a car engine, but the EPA and an academic study says that it is safe for cars, even though the manufacturers have not okayed the use in their vehicles. A few of them are now starting to say the fuel is not safe for engines for some vehicles on the road. And of course, this article was designed by liberal thinkers in Austin, Texas, the liberal part of Texas, to make you think that it's perfectly okay. Personally, I use ethanol-free fuel in all of my vehicles. I see better fuel economy, and yes, it costs a few more cents at the pump, but I can afford it. There are many, many more headlines, most of which are damning for the Biden administration, that I wanted to go over, but we have simply run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Go out there and try and make it a good day, despite everything Biden is doing to destroy the United States of America and our democracy. I'm sure we'll see you on the next program. Opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended by the truth, but I retract nothing. This program was pre-recorded at Studio 63 in Bayou Country. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing.